Cross Country Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 3029274124. And welcome, welcome. This is Real Estate Radio. I'm Jason Stubbs, mortgage professional and your consumer advocate for all things real estate. Appreciate you guys tuning in. That podcast, keep doing it. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts from. Search Real Estate Radio with Jason Stubbs. That's two Bs. And our show will come directly to you. All right. uh, Joined by Sean Finnegan, Senior Loan Officer, Cross Country Mortgage. And Matt Leshper, who is our weekly expert in the property management and all other things in that arena, 1836 Property Management, Matt Lesper. And also we got Whitney Newton with the Newton Group of Keller Williams. Uh, gentlemen, let's get to it. And uh, Matt, we're going to start with you. Um, and you know, during the break, I was sitting there, I was like, hey, hold that, because we're just going to just roll right into this segment, just get to it. Reluctant landlord, and I stopped you. Where are you going with that? The market's changed. Well, and that's my perspective. A reluctant landlord. Reluctant landlord. Okay. So um, we have people that come to us, and uh, we... We're legal to do sales. We don't really do sales, let's be honest. We right. focus on investment management, uh, short-term, long-term around Central Texas uh, for the short-term as far as San Antonio and the Hill Country, but we manage properties. That's what we do. And uh, when it comes to marketing streams and advertising, you as a business owner have to know where you're putting your money, what works, what doesn't work, and what those metrics look like every year. Boop, January this year, everything changed. Uh, we didn't change what we were doing. Right. But the numbers that we were getting in, the way that they were looking, just it, it all changed. And it's been going the same for eight years, up 30% a year at bare minimum. Boop, January, nothing. So um, we believe we're kind of reaching this. I, I don't want to say peak because good good grief. Tell me if we're landlocked or not. I'll tell you if <laughs> right. it's a peak. I, I don't even know right. the answers anymore. Um, but I can tell you that people are having homes sit on the market that are not moving as easily because they have expectations of what they should get. And the market is not meeting their expectations. And so they're deciding to either pull them off the market, wait, rent, whatever they're doing. But that's our consumer base. It's going to change for the next two years. What's fueling that? Their 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 well, friends going, I mean, hey man, let me tell you how much I made on my house last year. Yeah, there, I, I, I think <laughs> it's the bull run that we've been on yeah. for however many years, right? 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. uh, sellers have been, you know, beneficiaries of this market that's just going up, 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 and they think that that's going to continue forever. We all knew it wasn't. Well, not we all, but in this room, we yeah. knew it was not but sustainable. It's I mean, like they thought. Well, wages also haven't increased. That's where with I was home prices, go. affordability. Right. So at a and certain, it's where do you go at a certain right. point? No one else can afford to go any higher, even if the prices are up there. Right. I mean, okay, you're asking mom and dad, which is Washington State, California, all that. You've got a – Chicago was the other one. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest help from parents came in Chicago. But um, I, I just don't think people can afford it after you reach a certain plateau. Mm-hmm. No matter how great the economy is, it is – they're not paying wages double what right. they do. Yeah. And the homes are double. Yeah, and, and, and as a result of that, they're, you know, buyers are out there, they're looking at a house, and they're like, you know – this is what I perceive. They're looking at the houses now, and they're like, "I'm not going to pay that." No, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to sit tight where I am, because I'm not going to pay that number. Well, and I, I think people are afraid, you know, what, of what happened. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks 2008, 2009, it's going to happen again. But right. I think people are afraid of overpaying for that house, and then it just stays, you know. The, the value kind of stays stagnant for four, five, six years. You know, that appreciation is not going to continue. So it's like, okay, well, we get ourselves into this house. We might be stuck there seven, eight, nine years, or like you talk about, you then you become the reluctant landlord because <laughs> in six, seven, or eight years, 
You can't sell that house. So the higher you go in rental rate, if you will, the better deal it is to rent to if you can afford it. So, for example, a million-dollar house rents for a small portion of what the payment would be, taxes, everything else. Now, a $150,000 house, well, it's almost equal owning it versus renting it. You're not getting a real benefit. But if I'm paying $750,000 anyway, I'd rather get a deal and rent and just walk out if I don't like it at that mm-hmm. point, unless I feel like it's a really just reasonable, smart thing to do. And I don't know that people have the confidence at the price levels that are out there. Agreed. I mean, what's San Diego first-time home buyers doing? Not, they're not, not living there. They're not. Well, they're not buying. I, I mean, they're yeah, not they're buying. I remember I was out there. We need to call Steve. I was probably uh, I out there. Out but there the wages are up there, are yeah. they not? not? But not like you'd think. I mean, they're like – I had to put it so I had a I had a good buddy of mine. He's actually he, he's moving back there in September, but he was taking me. I was out there about two years ago. You know, he was making you know, let's just say one fifty ish, right? Didn't have a lot of debt. He showed me these houses. You know, eight hundred nine hundred square yeah. feet, twenty blocks from the beach. Man, they got the for eight hundred grand. Yeah. I mean, that forty year term. <laughs> Well, and they are. They're doing a lot of forty-year mortgages. That is, they are doing a lot of forty-year mortgages in California Mm -hmm. to to make it affordable. How how do you sell a forty-year mortgage? The math on that is it's easy. You can't afford that payment for exactly. (laughs) You can't afford that for sure. Check this line that shows how much you're paying. You you sell it by yeah. Math is horrible on that. It is, but you sell it by you want to own versus you don't want to rent. I mean, it's not like rent's cheap either. They were paying like Mm. they had a three-bedroom, two-bath, one side of a duplex. You know, now they were close to the beach. They're probably about three blocks from the beach, four blocks from the beach, right across from uh, Del Mar Racetrack. I mean, it was a pretty good location, but still, it was maybe fourteen hundred square feet, and they were paying twenty seven, twenty eight hundred bucks a month. I feel like the banks should pay people to take on forty year mortgages. Well, I mean, they're. <laughs> well, I mean, don't. No, it's like Jason said. Like, give them a cut of the earnings. <laughs> it's like an annuity. You give your money away to that guy, and then just he charge sto- a point gives and it back split to it you later. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then the thing is, that then you're also becoming house poor too at the same time, oh, right? If you're having to stretch goodness. it out just to qualify, you know, uh, you don't have any money to do anything else. Yeah, I, I I feel like we've reached that with our current economic situation, even though this town's still off the chain when it comes to right. to growth. Well, because speaking of San Diego, those people come here and think this stuff's cheap, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, they're, and a lot of them, you know, they're, they're coming here. They're not necessarily getting raises, right? They're transferring here with, mm-hmm. you know, Whole Foods. They're transferring here with Google. They're transferring here with Facebook. They're going to make the same money, but their housing's half the cost. So, so they come in and see $600,000 and they're like, oh, this is great. I'm, I'm going to get 4,000 square feet for 600 grand. Like, okay, so here's a question for you. So those people that are coming in that are willing to spend that, that are making that kind of money, are not living in Manor. Can we agree to that? Correct. Right. Okay. Correct. So with that not being an option, are we landlocked? Are we landlocked with the lakes and the hills to the west, traffic making it impassable to go north and south? Because if you have a community that you can just keep building, let's say Houston. I mean, how much land would you like? You just keep building, You just right? keep building. But I don't really think Austin is accessible. No. I'm from Houston. Well, Houston well, traffic isn't exactly. No, but you could live out in Katy and run a whole I'm business I'm from Houston. I've never yeah. been to the northeast side ever. Of Houston, you mean? Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah, but I mean, what's what's Kyle? What's Buda? I mean, we're going south, right? What's north? We you're are. going Round Rock. You're going Georgetown. We are, but at what Liberty point Hill. is that not accessible to Austin? Well, no, you, I don't. I I wouldn't say, but I think there there is so much. I don't know, commerce isn't the word, but there there's so many jobs out there, like north. I mean, like Round Rock, right? You've got Dell. You've a lot got of, there's a lot. Yeah, out there. I mean Round Rock, the domain. I mean, you can get from the domain pretty easily up to Round Rock, especially with the toll road. Very fair. But yeah, are you working in downtown Austin, living there? No. So what about on the west side? Well, it's it's seventy one. 
yeah. is, is I mean, the main artery. I mean, 620's it. Oh, so, and 620's a disaster. Like, after that, you're in the water. Oh, 620's where... Well, if you're living out Spicewood, that area, and you're working downtown, you're taking Southwest Parkway. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not getting on 620. And it's actually... Believe it's it or not, not it's not drive. that bad of a drive. 35, 40 minutes maybe. Yeah, from my, my cousin, she drives, she only has to go to the office about three days a week, but she drives from, you know, pretty far up in Spicewood to Whole Foods, you know, three days a week, and it takes her 45 minutes. I mean, it, it, it could be worse. I mean, we know downtown's going to probably keep going up, but I feel like from downtown all the way to the lake where the water stops it, I feel like the prices are going to continue to rise out in Lakeway for you guys. I, I, I hope so. They are. I, you know, the numbers say that the, the – the values continue to go up and yet, you know, houses are sitting for a little bit longer and they're not, you know, sellers aren't getting every, every penny that they once were two or three years ago. You know what that's going to create? Like agents are going to have to start working harder again. I know it's, brutal. you know, I mean, realtors used to be able to just lob them up there. Well, you can still keep, it, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can't just lob them up there and everything goes right. I mean, you got inspections and renegotiating and all that stuff. I mean, there's a lot in play there, but you know, for the most part, you know, you, you guys, you, you got your work cut up. Well, there, there, there's, there's much less, you know, multiple offers, yeah. uh, and, and just, you know, right. flying fast and loose on this stuff. So, um, yeah, and, buy, and buyers are. I mean, they've always been fairly savvy, but with a lot of the technology and everything that's available to them today, they're taking their time. They're making sure they're making good decisions, and they want to. They they really want to have a well-rounded understanding of kind of an area, a community, you know, before they're ready to pull the trigger. Without a doubt, viewers tuning in. This is Real Estate Radio. I'm Jason Stubbs. That was Whitney Newton. We've got a whole segment coming up with that guy, Sean Fagan, across from me, Matt Lesper, 1836 Property Management. And Matt, um, I mean, before the segment ends, man, I mean, you know. In the beginning, we were talking about, you know, the reluctant landlord. I mean, what, what's happening? I mean, how are you having those conversations with these guys now? I mean, what do they want? What are they needing? I mean, is it, you know, what's the environment over there? What's sad <laughs> is, is the conversations you have when people are investing is, look what we can deliver for you. Look how great we are. Look right. how great you are. This is where we're all going to make money and we're all going to be happy. The reluctant landlords are unhappy from the get-go. So really, you're talking about their fears, you're not talking about their productivity. Gotcha. And we try to do return on investment analysis for every product we get, every property we get into, because if it's not going to make you money before we even sign the agreement, I'm not signing the agreement. It's just a, we don't do anything but win-wins, right? right. So um, if we can't produce some results for you, we're, we're, it's okay. We can part our ways as friends. And But yeah, it's really alleviating fears. You know, we we change an air conditioner once a week. We change a hot water heater once a week. We change a roof every two weeks. We've got so many units. So when people come to us and go, well, you're going to steal, we're like, where, where are we going to st- – how are we going to give you a bad vendor? Like we right. we do that much volume. So like we know the vendors. We don't need like to You picking your bids. own vendor is dangerous. You picking your own tenant is even more dangerous. I had a, I had <laughs> a really a uncomfortable point. conversation uh, a week ago with a local broker who is a great lady. But I knew I was going to ruffle some feathers with her. She's like, we make it so easy. We put a home warranty in place and lease these properties and just hand them to you. And I'm like, you hand them to me with a house that's not been documented, a tenant that's not been properly vetted, and a home warranty that I hate. I mean, explain that. I mean, I've heard <laughs> that. You're not doing me I've, any favors here, lady. I've heard that many times, though. It's like, you know, what would, you know, that, that sounds so reasonable. Well, I'm she's like, getting oh, paid no and walking deal. out. And so, then we're having to manage a property from behind the eight ball <laughs> from some tenant that we've never met on a property that they've already moved into. Nobody even documented the condition on. We don't even know if the water works at the house, if the sinks are leaking. Nobody's touched it, but you're doing me a favor. Anyway. And you don't get to choose the repair person on the, with, your, with the warranties. Well, we do Generally our best. To, so what we tell our owners is, look, if you want to have that, 
and use it as your first line, not only is it a horrible idea because this is not an owner-occupied property, it's a tenant, it's, yeah. it's a completely different setup, but we're going to charge you a little bit extra monthly to deal with the headache that we have to because you're pushing that burden onto us so you think you can save money. But really, you're, you're hosing yourself at the end of this because tenant turnover is your biggest expense. And if you keep the property maintained, that is number one right. to tenants. Yes. So you can't get five bids in the summer when it's 100 degrees. Not for an And you want to save 50 bucks on the AC because the home warranty guy's already stopped replying to you five days ago. And right. it took him a week to get out. So, yeah, I could go on for a while about that. But I, sorry. I get it. Sorry, it's a little sensitive subject. No, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, especially, so, I mean, how do you combat the person that's like, well, you know, I'm going to buy an investment property and then I'll just buy a home warranty and then what? the tenant can just call them whenever they need. Yeah, well, that's I, that's foolish to begin with. But um, the other thing is, is that what we suggest our owners do is, look, we have up to a certain dollar amount in authority. If it gets beyond that and we think we can use your home warranty, use them as a second line of defense and stop gotcha. us. If we give you a $1,000 bid, yeah. call us and have a conversation and go, hey, would it benefit me to use the home warranty? If it's 70 degrees outside, your AC's all the way out, and I'm telling you, you need to need, hey, try it. You need to Because there's it no loss. Done. You need yeah. to get it But done. if it's 100 degrees yeah. and your AC's out, right. um, they're not going to replace it for you anyway. Right. So you're just spinning your wheels. So your advice is? My advice is if you get it free with the house, use it as a second line of yeah. defense for major items, but don't make us wait six days to get service to your tenant because they're not going to renew their lease. You're, you're shooting yourself in the foot thinking you're saving money and you're not. My wife loves them, but she just does them every year because they make her feel good. But she's an owner-occupant. Right. So when the it, vendor comes even if it just out, makes her feel good, she cool can be that. home and she yeah. can meet that vendor. She can pay the vendor because they're more interested in that $50 check than they are in fixing the appliance. Absolutely. When they don't have the proper tools and they, you've got to submit another hey, request. They came back three times to fix my ice maker. Bada bing. You know what's going on right now? Right now, as I'm talking to you, there are ice, what are they, the ice trays in my freezer right now as we're having this conversation. And that's how they operate. I didn't even know. I mean, I was like, where did you find ice trays? I was just so happy to have some damn ice in my house. Well, so, and <laughs> depending on the warranty company, you know, you're, you're limited on the service providers that are available. Guaranteed. I, I, had, I had a property with a warranty company. They had one plumber. And it happened to be that this guy was like Mr. Non-Responsive. They and, will and, switch vendors for 25 cents. I've seen them do it. Well, the, the, the this is probably almost two years ago. And the company that uh, I will remain nameless I was like, hey, this plumber is not not responding to me. I need help. And they were like, sorry, he's the only guy on our list. Yep. And I was like, really? I was like, that's, well, it doesn't that, matter. That's They've got your money up front. Right. It just right. seems like the home warranties, they come out of the gate. And, What's their and, renewal rate, I wonder? I don't know that. I've actually, I'm not going to lie, I've used mine a lot, and I've renewed it. I have HWA. I've had a good experience with them because I've had some issues, and I think I'm on my well, third They provide renewal. a lot of value. Yeah, I mean it's it's saved me a bunch of money. But that but you're the owner, you know. Yeah, owner but I'm owner Ock. I'm not, yeah. different different story than what. Yeah, because you can't about. require the tenants to pay them anyway. All right, guys, got to hop in there real quick. This is Jason Stubbs. You're listening to Real Estate Radio. We got more. Stick around. Be right back. Cross Country Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS number three zero two nine two seven four one two four. 